this to me reeks of somebody comes in and says, Hey, I'm, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. I'm here to help. Welcome to episode number 36 of the Promo Upfront Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me as always, the defender of the decorator, the supporter of the screen printer, the protector of the promo, the one and only, the outdoorsman, Kirby Hossman. Kirby, where the heck are you? I usually ask where, how are you, but where are you? Yeah, I'm on my, this would be my version of the back 40 out on our okay. back deck. I've been working from home this week. Uh, uh, you know, one of my uh, employees tested um, positive uh, for mm-hmm. COVID. Uh, I was not around her or exposed, but I've just kind of, with an abundance of caution, has de- have decided to work from home this week. And so um, that's been, you know, it's like going back to last March. And so yeah. doing a little bit of that, it's been kind of fun. And so I thought, what the heck, we'll do it outside this time. So and I'm you doing instantly- all right. And you instantly look smarter because you have spectacles on, which I love. <laughs> yeah. Well, I need to because I'm going to be looking no. at notes from my computer and all that sort of thing. How are you? Buddy? It's all good. I'm good. Thank you very much. Um, uh, I'm actually getting, as I told you right before we got on, I'm getting my first uh, shot of the uh, COVID vaccine next week. I'm getting the Pfizer shot. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that and kind of, you know, to me, it's it's not so much of a political issue. It's just one one step closer to normal. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited about that. But I'm excited about a lot of other things. But one one thing in particular, I'm excited about Kirby. What's that, Bill? Oh, even at home, you know, the right <laughs> question to ask Kirby. It's our good pals over at Promo Pulse. That's mm. right. Jason Noakes, we've talked about how, you know, it's really the one-stop shop place to get your industry ideas, inspiration, information. We've talked about how it's convenient, how it's easy, it's free. You get all these wonderful, wonderful things, the personalized experience. I don't want to talk about any of that stuff today. Okay. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Well, let me look at my paper to tell you exactly (laughs) what I'd like to talk about, Kirby. Did you know that distributor companies can have their own private groups in the Promo Pulse app and get embeddable web feed of content for their preferred suppliers? I did not know that. Tell me more. Yeah, it's something <laughs> that I, Kirby, I would love to tell you more. Actually, it's something they just launched. And um, you can head over to uh, promopulse.io slash promopulse groups and learn all about it. But it's really great because a lot of trailblazing, bleeding edge companies or industry are already utilizing this for their teams. Groups like uh, Facilis, uh, American Solutions for Business, AIM, Halo, and then you have a whole cadre of uh, regional associations and SAGNY, SAC, MIPA, PPAM, and that's the Midwest, CAMP, which is the Carolinas, and UMAP, which is Upper Michigan. They're utilizing those free tools by Promo Paul. So it really is a cool thing to really form those groups within, you know, micro groups within larger groups to really share those ideas. And I know you've been part of those things before as well. It is, you know what, one of the things I love about Jason and Promo Pulse is that he's just constantly innovating, whether it's from Alexa skill to the groups to whatever, it's like he's constantly, you know, we've talked about that with with other uh, sponsors of the program. That's what I love is when people continue to innovate and Jason certainly does that. 
he does. He, he is not one to rest on the successes of what he's already done. He's always looking for what's the next thing. And I love that. So again, you want to learn more and, and you really should uh, to want to know, you know, if distributor company having your own private group, it's www.promopulse.io slash promopulse groups. You're not going to be sorry you did. So thank you, Jason, for always being such a great supporter of this podcast, not only with the theme music, but also actual support and sponsorship. Really appreciate that. All right. Back to our regular format this week. We had such a great time last week talking about the incredible women in our industry. Um, Always such a fun one to do. And I'm not sure what's more fun, actually. There's like three parts of it. Is it fun preparing for it? Mm-hmm. Is it fun actually doing it? Or is it the most fun all the comments afterwards? And I think it's all three. So really, thanks again to all the wonderful women in our industry who are leading the way. Yeah. But I think today we would be, as I would say, tone deaf, not to talk about the uh, Protecting the Right to Organize Act or the PRO Act, which is making big news right now in the industry. Uh, it's an it's a uh, current bill in Congress right now, and the idea is to strengthen unions and encourage more workers to unite. But it's one of those things. There's always the law of unintended consequences, and the way it's worded for independent contractors is a little bit concerning. And we have such a large it's a lot portion concerning. Of it. It's a lot concerning, <laughs> um, and and we have so many independent contractors in our industry. The wording states, in any individual performing any service shall be considered an employee, which means they have to get benefits the whole nine yards. They'll be considered an employee and not an independent contractor unless the individual, three things. A, the individual is free from control and direction in connection with the performance of the service, which is right. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Because if you're hiring someone, whether they're an employee or an independent contractor, you need to direct them how you want the job done. So right there is, is problematic. Um, B, the service is performed outside the usual course of business of the employer. And C, the individual is customarily engaged in an independently established trade, occupation, profession, or business of the same nature that's involved as the service performed, which sends me into deep hypnosis. I don't even know what that means. Yeah, I actually but- think B is B is worse. I think B is yeah, worse think- because because how how could you possibly be... Uh, doing something that isn't a part of normal business. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what well, I mean? Like anything that you do is going to have something to do with what you, if you are a journalist as yep. an independent contractor writing articles for a magazine, you are doing something yeah. that is constitutes what the business does. Well, you start getting into these things. What does normal mean? What is the definition of is yeah. and all these things? And that, again, it's the law of unintended consequences. And it is a huge implication for distributor salespeople oh, it's huge. who are independent contractors, um, for graphic designers, multi-line reps, enormous for multi-line reps, yeah. v- virtual assistants. Um, you know, if you are an independent person on your own, you don't have a company behind you, you're just a sole proprietor, not even a sole proprietor, you're just a 1099 person, you're just a gig employee. Mm-hmm. This has huge implications. And this is one of those things. And this is the second year in a row I will not have gone to lead because lead isn't happening. Lead is leg- legislative education and action day um, sponsored, sponsored by PPAI every year where a group of us promotional products professionals, two or three from every state, we go and lobby on Capitol Hill. And obviously since the pandemic, we haven't been able to do that. And this is one of those things every year we talk about how important that designation of an independent contractor is outside of employee. And, and this is very concerning because 
it's it's really going to if if it goes if it passes and it probably won't in its current form but we all still need to have a voice and, and speak that voice it's really concerning and you you already echoed a lot of what my concerns are yeah so it's already passed just as we're recording this right now it's passed the house yeah. um so it's got to pass the senate yet Correct. um I, this i'll be honest with you when i read this i didn't get up in arms about it because i thought well this is so silly this there's no way this is going to happen and then as it started to roll downhill i'm like oh okay there's more to it i actually yep. started to seek out articles of why what am i missing that why what what is good about it right. and I, I i was truly like trying to do my research to understand it and you're exactly right i mean it's just a it, it not just a it is a pro-union piece of legislation very much so it this to me reeks of um when the somebody comes in and says, "Hey, I'm I'm from the government and I'm here to help," I'm here to help, <laughs> and the person in there goes, "I I didn't need any help. Yeah. I didn't ask for any help. This this is a like this is a moment where at least within the gig economy, I think you're trying to fix something that isn't broken, and mm. by fixing it, you're going to break it. And uh, oh. I I think it's going to eliminate." It's going to have a wildly detrimental effect on a lot of folks who are purposefully choosing to be independent entrepreneurs. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'll go. I I'll go you problem. one further. I think you're trying to fix a problem that's maybe 30 or 40 years old and doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. You know, I think there was a time when when certainly yeah. government needed to protect the employer employee much more than the employer. Yeah. And I'm not saying they need to uh, protect the employer. I think there's a fairly even keel right now. This is one of those things, and this is I might get barbecued for this because it's slightly political, although I don't mean it to be. I've never loved whether it's a Republican president in a Republican controlled Senate or a Democratic president, a Democratic controlled uh, uh, Congress. Sorry, I said Senate before, but you know, when the legislative branch is controlled by the same party that's sitting in the White House, I don't like it because things just get railroaded through and there's no need to compromise. There's no need for bipartisanship. I don't need to get anybody on the, who has maybe a different philosophy or different thought to buy into this idea. I can just real, railroad it all through. And so I'd say the same thing if it was a Republican controlled executive branch and a Republican controlled uh, legislative branch. It just, I don't like it. I like when there's that necessary friction for compromise. You know, we talked about how important compromise is Compromise comes from friction. I don't agree with you. You don't agree with me. And we compromise, which means we both leave a little unhappy with right. the decision we've made or we've agreed upon. Yeah. There's no opportunity for that right now. So you're going to see a lot of this. And some people who are very leans a certain way, they're going to think this is great. And people who lean far the other way are going to think this is terrible. Just like anything else, I think that, um, again, if you're pro-union and this is what you're trying to do, that's cool. But again, I, this is wildly unentrepreneurial. So it's yeah. not a giant surprise that I think it sucks. So. Well, again, <laughs> I, I, I don't know the answer. So that's you know, shame on me. I wish I could say, well, this is what we should do. I just, again, it's one of those unintended law of unintended consequences. I'm, I'm sure the thought behind this is probably very good. I, I believe that generally people are good and they want to do good things when they're even elected to office. I actually do believe that maybe I'm sure. a little bit of an idealist, but I do believe that, but you got to take time to look at the consequences of those decisions because there are always dominoes that fall. And so, 
you know, I, I, I would say as, as a five-time uh, person who's gone up to Congress and, led, and, and advocated on behalf of, I'm not even going to say the promotional products industry, but just small businesses. Yeah, it's exactly. really that's what what we're advocating for. I would urge you to write your if you if you are against the uh, the pro act, I would urge you to write your senator. It's already passed the house, as Kirby said. Uh, Senate will it's in the Senate right now, and there'll likely be changes and all sorts of weird things tacked on at the end that have nothing to do with this. <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, but write write your write your local uh, you know your your uh, representatives, your your Congress people, your senators. And uh, let them know what you think. It's important. They do listen. Believe it or not, they actually do listen. They they want to get reelected. They like their job. <laughs> awesome. All right, okay. Kirby. Uh, so that is the promo upfront section of podcast. Do you have another topic you'd like to discuss? I do. I saw this headline today. It's all coming up Disney Plus right now. Okay. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but Disney Plus has surpa- surpassed 100 million global supply uh, subscribers. Excuse me. Okay. Um, the milestone comes 16 months uh, just after they've sort of launched it. And, mm-hmm. you know, right now um, they're, they're forecasting 230 million by 2024. Netflix, just wow. for reference, has 203 million mm-hmm. subscribers. They've actually come out and said, Netflix has come out and said that Disney Plus is now their number one competitor. Um, right. I, I guess my question to you is, are you surprised at how quickly like Disney Plus, I mean, it feels like Disney Plus just, yeah. I, I, I know it's been a little bit, but it hasn't been long. And it took it took Netflix, I think, six years to mm-hmm. to get to that number. It took them 16 months. Does that surprise you? Not one bit. You know, even before they owned Marvel and owned Star Wars franchise, to have one, if you have kids and small kids, if you have one place where you can only get because people don't buy videotapes anymore. Hell, people sure. don't even know what videotapes are. Um, but people don't buy videotapes or DVDs or any of those type of things anymore. And so to have one place where you have very family-friendly programming, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. Because they've also priced it right. Yeah. It's only, I think, six ninety nine a month, which, again, it adds up. And, and we all have... You know, I, I probably have about $140 a month. I have no idea where it goes every month <laughs> that I've subscribed to, right? We all have those subscription things. That's why subscription services work. Um, but no, it doesn't surprise me one bit. And then when you add the fact that they have the entire Marvel franchise, you and then you really add the fact they have the entire Star Wars franchise. No, it doesn't surprise me one bit. They, they have positioned themselves well to um, not only survive, but thrive in the entertainment delivery era we are currently in. You know, I will tell you this, if I am sitting there at Warner Brothers Pictures or Paramount Pictures, I don't know what the future of movies looks like anymore. As much as I enjoy going to the theater, uh, someone posted this on, I I was going back and forth with someone today on on a blog post I had made about change. Mm -hmm. And uh, saying, you know, I wonder if anybody's paying attention to how movies are being delivered now. And I'm like, right. I know HBO is because it's the same day as theaters for a month and it's on HBO Max. They're smart. They're starting to do it. So no, it doesn't surprise me one bit about Disney. What about you? 
Yeah, I, I think it was so at first when I was thinking about this, I'm like, that's oh, like a perfect storm because this all happened and then right. they they made this switch. But I to me, this is the antithesis of what we talk about with big business. When we use mm-hmm. Blockbuster as the example, you used them in your blog, right? Yep. Kodak is the other one we always yeah. use about, you know, they they came up with digital technology and and buried it, right? Yep. Um and so they didn't want to take sales away from their uh, the their 95% market share of film. Yeah. But so we are watching in real time, a big business get it right. When, you know, most of their revenue came from live um, parks and all that stuff. And when this all went down, they made, they were already moving towards streaming um, and doing that sort of thing, but they ramped up their game, made it faster. They, they took things out of theaters. So you had to get it through Disney plus. I, I think we watched in real time, a big business get a pivot right and that was really cool to i mean especially now that you can kind of see it in hindsight but really hindsight of a couple months um you know less than a year really of them making this switch and making it wildly successfully you're right about all the stuff all the tools but there's a lot of businesses that have tools that don't make the shift i think you're you you hit on something you're 100 right kirby absolutely 100 right in in as i was listening to you you know what people don't realize you know at one point, Blockbuster was ridiculously innovative. Their model was, wow, I, I could go to my corner and get any movie I want and rent it for five bucks or whatever it was at the time. And then they became a dinosaur. Right. Quickly. Every, yeah. There's only one, you know, time is still undefeated. And everybody becomes a dinosaur unless you really intentionally don't. That goes for people. You know, you we all know people who have stopped learning they've stopped educating themselves they stopped thinking i need to keep pushing the boundaries you see companies doing that netflix is at that kind of crossroads where they were the they were the new kid on the block that that killed blockbuster no Mm -hmm. question netflix killed blockbuster will disney plus and uh all the other new streaming services discovery plus and all will that kill netflix because netflix is struggling right now they don't have the the new series uh, you know they, you know D- Disney Plus. They have the Mandalorian. They have the new uh, Winter Soldier and the Fa- the Falcon and the Winter Soldier coming up. They've got things that people want to see and people are like dying to see. And yeah, and they it, it'll be very interesting to watch. I think you bring up a good one. Well, it comes back to content now, yep. right? It is it funny because people are chasing content. So yeah, it's really cool. So go ahead. Well, we sorry. are in the. I know. I will say we. I think we're though all, with all of them. We're in the golden age of entertainment. I really yeah. do. I yeah. believe that. And you know what else we're in the golden age of, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Promotional products. I <laughs> bet you have one right on your deck you'd like to share with all of us today because we do like to highlight our favorite little industry gem of the week. Yeah. What do you got for us, Kerbs? Well, it's funny because generally speaking, that we've talked about this. This is really easy. I'm usually looking around my office. Well, today it was fun because I was looking around the home office. I was looking around the home and I went to the kitchen. I love kitchen products and also, you know, I love beer. So this premium right. opener, there's actually several suppliers out there who, who have it, mm-hmm. but I, I really like this particular bottle opener. It's actually got some leverage, fits in your pocket. It's got a nice big imprint area. This particular one comes from CPS Keystone. Um, it's called the Premium Bottle Opener 0808. So it's like uh, under two bucks for a hundred pieces. So this is a really nice piece. And for people who like like to drink craft beer, Home Run City. Yeah, that's a great one. I love a good bar key like that. I've got several with the Brandivate logo floating around my house. So yeah. I'm a huge fan. That's a great product, Kirby. 
All right, let's go to another topic. I, I thought it would be a good opportunity and good time to talk about, hard to believe it's been one year since uh, all this stuff started. I don't want to get real heavy. I don't think we need to. We're at the time where everybody's going to be like, COVID, one year later. <laughs> We're going to get all that stuff coming. But I just thought maybe a couple questions, because uh, it really has been almost one calendar year. So I'm just going to ask you quick questions. I'll answer them as well. We'll go one by one. Okay. What have you learned about your business in, in uh, the year of COVID since everything kind of shut down and now obviously it's open and it's a little bit here, a little bit there. It depends on where you're at. What have you learned about your business? Two things. Number one, like when when we needed to like everybody go home, everybody work, mm -hmm. everybody could do their thing from home. Uh, we were better at that than I thought. Uh, we talk about common skew. That was truly yeah. one of the reasons is that we were able to pick up, move our computer home. This happened yeah. uh, Monday. I got the call from uh, my employee that, Hey, I was at the hospital uh, overnight tested positive. I literally was like, okay, I'm just not going to work today. <laughs> like it was right. I could make that decision so quickly. Yeah. That's one thing. Uh, the second thing that pops in my head, and uh, we've talked about this a little bit, but I, I don't think it can be overstated. I think that I'm so proud of us as an industry for two reasons. Number one, we we pivoted. Everybody seems to hate that word. I think it's totally appropriate to do PPE. We, yeah. we used our supply chain to fill a need that the world had, and I'm proud of that. And I'm proud of how uh, our industry was sort of all of a sudden recognized as, hey, we need to appreciate our employees and mm -hmm. this is the way to really do it yeah. um, better than, you know, we can't send people to movie theaters, can't send people to ball games. We can't, dude, a really cool hoodie, awesome and appreciated. And I think that yeah. the, the value of our industry was suddenly noticed. I love that. So the thing I learned about, and so mine's a little different, obviously, at the, mm -hmm. a year ago, I was working in Promo Corner, and now I'm not, you know, started Brand of Eight with, with Kelsey Cunningham. So I think the two things I learned is that uh, we all have a lot more control over our own destiny than we realize, Yeah. other uh, than we think we do. Um, I, I took control of my destiny and decided I, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And I haven't looked back since. And, and I'm immensely grateful I've been able to do that. So I think that's the one lesson I learned. We all feel trapped sometimes. Like, well, I can't do this because what, what if it doesn't work out? Well, right. what if it does? Yeah. <laughs> it actually does work out. And the other thing is there's always opportunity if you just look hard enough. Um, there's always opportunity not to exploit no, so much, but there's always opportunity to serve. There's op opportunity to help. Yeah. There's opportunity to uh, make a profit. There's opportunity to fill a void um, that you see in, in any sort of industry. And, and so I think you, you can look at things, same event from two different perspectives, uh, positive side or negative side. I know sure. we've had this discussion. We're not going down that road, but really looking at it for from a, uh, an, op an opportunity standpoint, not necessarily be opportunistic, but there are opportunities even in the worst economy ever. And I think it's very interesting that in a town of 10,000 people, the cops are coming for you right now. <laughs> no, I, I know where they're going. Don't worry about it. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, so I, I good good answers. Good answers there. All right, Kirby, yeah, what would you. you do? What would you do the same? What would you do? What would you what what do you, when you look back? when you had to pivot. And I don't think people, I think people are just tired of that word. It is the right word. I think yeah. people are just tired of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, what, I think, what, I think the thing, the that, yeah, I think the thing that I, I'm proud of is when this went down, I was working with uh, an SBDC consultant named Steve Schillig and he's a finance guy. Um, and so what he 
did was helped advise me to just move quickly, whether it was yeah. through PPE, whether it was, so we were very decisive early on and just made, made a decision and a plan and went after it. That's what I would do again. Yeah. I, I you know, it's funny. I, the word I wrote down was being decisive. I, I would write down, I was pretty decisive in what I wanted to do very quickly. Um, and we were able to, uh, you know, I was able to uh, elegantly uh, dismount from promo corner and ramp up brand of it very, very quickly. Uh, you know, with the height of the pandemic. So I, that's exactly what I wrote down was, yep. you know, be able to be decisive and execute that. And that's because I had support from a lot of people. And I know sure. you did too, whether it's Amy or Sandy in my case and so on, you know, Aaron. Sandy and was a huge case. support to me for sure. Oh, I'm sure she was. I'm sure she was. <laughs> um, what would you do differently? Last question on this topic. What would you do differently? I, I, I had a feeling that was the next question you're going to ask. And pretty the, obvious. The honest answer, if I'm just being honest, mm-hmm. nothing. I wouldn't do anything differently. I feel like the the thing that I did right is I stopped making predictions because things were changing on a daily basis. We, we started having daily meetings. We've stopped doing that because literally every single day I was coming to the group, coming to the team with different things. I, I, I felt like I made the best decision that day with the information yeah. I had. And so the idea of going back and playing Monday morning quarterback at this point, I, I don't feel the need to. I feel like I made the right decisions when I did. Yeah, I don't look back on it very often, um, mm-hmm. but there was probably a two to four week period where I did feel paralyzed. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do. I, I, I was, I, you know, I'm kind of talking out of both sides of my mouth here. I was decisive, but it took me about three or four weeks to get there. Sure. To be decisive. Yeah. And uh, I, you know, I, I, you know, I look back and I, I, I would do it different. I'd be a little more decisive, a little more quickly. Um, I just, I was, I was just stunned by everything that was happening and not exactly sure what I wanted to do and what direction I wanted to go. Um, but once I decided I was ready to go, but I I wish I had decided that a little sooner, but it was not the easiest thing to uh, to figure out. That's fair. All right. You got, we got another one for us or no? Yeah, absolutely. Let me just, sorry, I'm doing this a little differently really quick. Um, okay. Yeah. This will be a quick one. So, Uh, I saw an article with ASI asking, are yep. we, are we going to, are the days of dressing up over? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had like, as, as it opens up, as we start to go back to an office mm-hmm. again, as we're able to go see clients again, I'm curious to know your take on this. I have an opinion. Uh, yeah. Do you think the days of dressing up are over? Do you think people will be hungry to get back to dressing, you know, in a little more professional way? Yes. Um, I think both. Mm-hmm. I think everything's cyclical anyway, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. I mean, there, there are very few like true original ideas. Everything is kind of cyclical. I think uh, probably everybody needs a good year to get into, I fit in nice clothes shape. Um, <laughs> and then, and then I think you'll see people dressing a little snappier. I mean, there is something to be said about putting on a pair of slacks and tucking in your shirt and, and maybe putting on a sports coat occasionally. So I do think it'll come back. I think it'll be slow to come back, but I think what's going to happen is the accepted norm is now much broader than it was before. Yeah. I think that that's exactly right. Uh, the, the accepted norm in, in more broad. I think that's a much nicer way of saying that we've gotten more casual and I actually am okay with that. Um, yeah. That being said, I find myself kind of looking at my wardrobe going, mm, I'm ready to stand out again. I'm ready to dress it up again and get, I'm, I'm excited for that. Yeah. You I put nice on a colored that. shirt today yeah. because I needed to, I wanted to, there is something, you know, I'll never forget my first boss I ever worked for when I graduated college 
um, after I bought a new suit and I, because I was wearing suits back then, this is in the dark ages, 1992. <laughs> and I remember saying there's, there's nothing like the feeling of putting on that, uh, a new suit for the first time that, you know, it fits perfectly. It's been tailored to you. Mm-hmm. And there is something that makes you feel like a million bucks. Yeah. You know, is it as comfortable as a t-shirt and gym shorts? No, but there's something amazing about that. You feel like you're, you are just undefeatable. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually listening to a book uh, by uh, Ryan Serhant. Um, It's called Mm -hmm. Big Money Energy. And he's actually talking about that. I've listened to it. I think it's what's got me, got it on my mind. Cause I'm like, yeah, I do miss uh, occasionally putting on my, uh, putting on the cape, you know, and, and feeling like you're dominating. Well, that's the great thing about lead. You always put on a suit and you're going to Capitol Hill and you feel like, man, I belong here. (laughs) Cool stuff. All right. Do we got time for one more? Do we go? Go for it. All right. Very quick. quick. Major League Baseball, um, you're familiar with that organization. They are heard of it. Mm-hmm. Major League Baseball. So they have a lot of unused promos from the 2020 season. I know there's a ton in the uh, BDNA warehouse. Uh, and, and so it's really a storage versus distribution question. So some of them are going to be repurposed for 2021. However, a lot of players have changed teams mm-hmm. or they've retired. And so, for example, the Texas Rangers, my beloved Texas Rangers, um, they what they have done is they've assessed each bobblehead value for potential for the future. They've got 10,000 boxes of leftover bobbleheads from 2020. Okay. And you've got uh, Elvis Andrus, who was traded to the age A's. They're just going to give those away. He was okay. a, he was kind of a, an icon for the franchise for a good 10 years, their main okay. player. They're going to give those away. But um, Corey Kluber and Mike Miner, who had a cup of coffee with uh, the Rangers, they're going to hand those out on tours when people get tours of the new stadium. Okay. So, okay. so I, there's no real question on what's right or wrong here. I just thought I'd run down a list of people in our industry who should have bobbleheads and what you do with them. Oh, okay. You, I wanted so it's kind of a mini game here. Okay. Just All right. Little. Are you ready for this? I yeah, know it's, sure. I'm blind signing it. All right. No, it's good. So, if you have leftover Mark Graham bobbleheads, what do you do with that? Good Lord. Uh, what would I do with leftover uh, Mark Graham bottles? And this game may just stink, by the way. <laughs> um, I would give them out at Toronto Raptors games. Nice. Very good. Danny Rosen. Danny Rosen, for sure, you'd have to give those out at concerts. Excellent. Johanna Gottlieb. Johanna Gottlieb. <laughs> Is there a TikTok I, awards? Because... I was about to say, I think she'd make TikTok videos with Yeah, you. yeah. So I think that y- you could have some fun with making them. And then, okay. yes, I think that the award for the greatest TikTok video of the year would go to with bobbleheads of Johanna. Dana Geiger. I've only got a few of these. You're just okay. having a little fun. Uh, Dana Geiger. To me, I don't know. I think regionals. So for okay. me, it would be like something that you would give to the best regional of the year. So maybe every time. Oh, I love that. That's a great idea. Uh, Brett Schaefer. Brett Schaefer. Um, Brett Schaefer. I can help here if you'd like. Yeah, give me give me one for Brett. I, I have a thought. I would I'm... I would embed a, a bottle opener to each back of each Ooh, one so he can open up a bottle of beer. That's a great one. That's a really All right. one. I like that. Uh Harvey Mackler. Harvey Mackler. Again, for whatever reason, I love bobbleheads, by the way. And so when I think of these, I tend to think of them as awards. And yeah. so, again, I would, I, to me, it'd be something to do with finance. You'd have something that would be like okay. the, whether you donated the most or you you were the most strong financially and you'd give that. Shannon Laredo. Oh, fitness for sure. Okay. Uh, so it would be, I, I think it would be, uh, I would get the, that bobblehead every time I ate broccoli. All right. Uh, <laughs> Mandy Rudd. <laughs> 
Uh, Mandy Rudd, for, for me, ooh, so, so I'm going back and forth on this for the award idea is that either it's a, uh, uh, not like an, uh, an award for somebody who's given back or mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Mandy, I think funny. So I would do some okay. sort of comedy award. Just a couple more, uh, David Schultz. Oh, David is like a Renaissance man. So I'm going to go something to do ooh. with music. Renaissance man, Mark Simon from Halo. Mark Simon. So uh, for me, he's like Donald Trump's a bad example, but I could see him be like the prophet. Like, so he, he could be like a guy who would turn around your company, obviously by buying it and turning it around. So you'd give him the profit award. And I think you'd also give some of those out at Cubs games because he's a ridiculous Cubs fan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Three more Jonathan Isaacson from Gemline. Yeah, no, I, I, um, the, the I, most see, I see him as like a visionary. He's such a visionary in terms of strategic foresight. Yeah. And I was just thinking of the history of the industry. He like I, the yeah. most recent thing I've seen him talking about would be that. All right. Two more. Bill Petrie. Bill Petrie. Yeah. I mean, so, so for me, Bill, I don't know what it is right now. Obviously you're, you're super known for content, uh, but the content for whatever reason right now, I think of you about is podcasting. So like all of the, the pyramid awards that give the content awards, it should be a bobblehead of Bill. And Kirby Hossman. Thank you for that, by the way. (laughs) Oh God. Uh, For me, um, is there an award for a self promoter? I know I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'll answer for you entrepreneur bobblehead so okay. any entrepreneur that opens up a new business that's a satellite business of their promotional products business they would get a kirby costman bobblehead from the i community. would be honored for that that's cool all right kirby back to the podcast we are now at the party in the back section of the podcast i have no idea what you got for me yeah i'm a little nervous because i just blindsided with the game i should have waited done this next week that would have no. been much better but i'm not very smart no this so. is great so this is uh, this is easy. This is going to be a fun, uh, fun game for you. We talked about Disney Plus, right? We did. And so all of the, the, the products that they have, and I'd say products is content for them. Mm-hmm. And so I, wanna, I want you to give me, and it's going to be an either or. <clears throat> so a game of you choose which you like better. These are all okay. things you can find on Disney Plus, And you give me which one you choose. It'll be either okay. or. There are no wrong answers. Okay. okay? Oh, Oh, really? There's no wrong answers? Or I, there might be wrong answers? There might be. I I, okay. I, I can't think there's going to be, but you never know. I, I have opinions know. about these. Okay, so all right, Kirby, these are I'm all ready. things that are on Disney+. Plus. Are you ready? <clears throat> I am, sir. Thank you. If you have to choose between watching these two, which would you okay. choose? Captain America, First Avenger, mm-hmm. or Star Wars 3, Revenge of the Sith? Captain America. Uh, I'm a big Star Wars fan, but I'm going to go Captain America all day, every day. Yeah, I'm, I'm. That is the right Revenge choice. of the Sith is a little rough. I, I, the, those first three are all rough. Uh, I agree with you 100 percent on that one. So, Miracle or Return oh. of the Jedi? Oh, Miracle! Still uh, such a great movie, but the uh, 1980 Olympic team that upset Russia in the semifinal game and then beat Sweden in the gold medal game, which everybody thinks they upset Russia in the gold medal game. That's not true. Um, Herb Brooks, the uh, it's about Herb Brooks, the yep. manager of that team, the coach of that team. So miracle all day, every day. Love it. Avatar or Ant Man? Oh, Ant Man. Uh, <laughs> Avatar. I watched Avatar, and it sent me in such a deep hypnosis. It was like glaze eye. It just had. I got tired head. No, no on Avatar. All right, all right. That surprised me a little bit. Sound of Music or the animated Mulan. 
Oh, Sound of Music. I actually love hmm. that movie. Okay. Uh, so it's one of those things when it's on TV, that's a stopper for me. I will watch it every time. That is a great movie about Colonel Von Trapp. And, uh, you know, who doesn't love Ada Weiss? Come on. No, I, I got, I've got no problem with Sound of Music. Mulan is actually was like my daughter's, one of her yeah. favorite animated movies. So I have a special place in my heart for Mulan. I but that. totally good on either one of those. Mm -hmm. Okay. Captain America, Civil War. Okay. Or The Last Jedi. I'm going to go Captain America, Civil War. I, I'm basically giving the middle finger to George Lucas right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to go Captain America. They're just... They're much more fast paced and, and maybe it's my reptilian brain. It just in, entertains me a little bit more these days than the Star Wars movies is. Although they all have a soft spot in my heart. The Star Wars movies certainly do. Yeah, I did not like Last Jedi at all. So that I, I, I don't remember it. So yeah. I probably didn't like it either. I watched yeah. it. Yeah, The Last Jedi was not my favorite, but good, good call. All right, ready? Yes. Uh, Little Mermaid or The Lion King? Oh, Lion King, all day, every day. Uh, can't go wrong with Simba. Can't, can't. Little Mermaid, you know, it's fine. It's nice. <laughs> yep. But Lion King. Cool. You're doing great. A few more here. Oh, I appreciate it. Iron Man versus Avengers Endgame. Oh. The original Iron Man Endgame. I'm going to go original Iron Man. It, it, it's got the right mix of, of pace, comedy, action. Avengers Endgame, it was like, we need to fit a 10-hour movie into three hours, so let's do it. And it was, I mean, you walk out of there exhausted. It's, it's, Avengers Endgame is one of those movies you really have to watch two or three times to really appreciate it. It's, yeah. it's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. It's very entertaining, but I'm going to go original Iron Man, Tony Stark, Stark Industries, all yeah. that. I, I'm actually with you on that. I think it started the whole thing. We it talked did. about, you know, Captain America, First Avenger. That, that movie was good. Iron Man was amazing. So, yes. Um, all right. Big Tom Hanks oh. or the Princess Bride. I know I'm going to tell you, I'm going to get this wrong in your mind, but the correct answer is big all day, every day. Uh, yeah. Princess Bride. Great movie does not hold up. Um, oh. I don't I don't think it holds up at all. I think big with Tom Hanks. It's just so cleverly written, so well acted by Tom Hanks. You really can't go wrong with either one unless you watch The Princess Bride. Then you're <laughs> as much as I love The Princess Bride, and I do love that movie. Yeah, Big Big's really good. Princess Bride's one of my top movies of all time. Sure. Respectfully disagree about it not holding up. That's it's fair. a fairy tale. Um, okay, Mary Poppins versus Snow White. Oh, jeez, neither. Um, <laughs> I, I, I guess I'll go... I'm going to go Snow White because at least it's all animated. I can't deal with the mix of live animation and real people. That sends me into a very dark place that okay. I just don't like. I have a hard time crawling out of because then, you know, it's the whole reason I never, I've never seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It's like, I don't want to see that. Okay. All right. I haven't, Let's... I've never, I've never seen, uh, what's the, the Michael Jordan one with uh, the Space cartoons? Jam? Yeah, I've never seen that either. Okay. All right. You Final mix one. cartoons in real life, I'm out. Okay, that's fine. Okay, final one. Mm -hmm. Finding Nemo mm -hmm. or Toy Story? Oh, Toy Story. Are you kidding me? That's not even close. That's like <laughs> asking me, do you want a hamburger for dinner or do you want this ostrich neck? I'm going to go hamburger every time. I'm going to go Toy Story every time. And it, it, the whole Toy Story franchise is quite possibly the best written uh, four 
movie franchise in the history of movies. It is so well done, so well voice acted by Tim Allen and uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, Tom Hanks. Yep. It, it just, and, and if you don't cry at some of the moments there, you have no soul. <laughs> All right, man. You've done a great job. That was kind of fun. I wanted to get, you know, some classic uh, Disney stuff. I like it. But then, yeah, some newer stuff. I like it. You know, it's destined to be a classic though, Kirby. What's that, Bill? Thank you for asking. That'd be that Promo Pulse app. That's right. That's right. Where are you getting your industry ideas and inspiration and information? We've talked about downloading the app. So when this podcast is over in about 45 seconds, go download it right now to your, or right then to your phone in 45 seconds. It's free at the app store. But if you're a distributor... Did you know you can have your own private group within Promo Pulse app and, and, and get an embeddable web feed of content from your preferred suppliers? Well, if you didn't, you sure know now. Head over to promopulse.io slash promopulse groups. You're not going to be sorry you did. What another, if like every time we talk about Promo Pulse, they've innovated. Next week, they're going to roll out their own pancake mix and I can't wait for that. <laughs> I love it. Try